Hey, this is Evie. And this is Chantel. And this, this is Married, Married to PTSD. And today we have a special guest. So I have known her for years. We were military wives together. Um, so we just kind of just want to get started just so we can get to all the good stuff. Um, so this is the first time that she's really talked to anybody about anything about former military wife type stuff. So we're just going to kind of hit the ground running. Um, okay. So our first thing, so Evie's husband was a Marine. Is a Marine? Do you guys still say like he's still Once a Marine? a Marine, always, always a Marine. Marine. Yeah. <laughs> and I like Army's like, they're a veteran. So it kind of just like stops. Um, but so we are both army wives and then, or were, that's how we had met was in the military. Um, and so this is Evie's first time talking to her. So everything is just kind of like interview and we're starting from the front or beginning, however you want to say it. Um, okay. So questions. I know like we've talked about this before, Evie, that, um, in the army you get married young nobody knows any different it's just kind of the way it is so you guys got married after just knowing each other a few months right or how long did you guys actually know each other before you got married um we had known each other just through like a mutual organization we were a part of and um but we didn't really date like um he was already in the military i was still in high school um so we kind of just talked and um yeah so there's not really any like formal dating long term it you went from of, knowing each other to now married essentially yeah. <laughs> that's the same josh and i basically did the same thing oh, wow. we got married to live together i've known mine since kindergarten <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit different yeah um so kind of tell us about like how long you guys were married before like deployments um and then how long were you guys together before the next deployment type thing so kind of just like give us your timeline um, so basically we got married, um, still did the long distance until I finished school. Then I moved out to where he was stationed and, um, we lived together for about, well, we got married, um, but didn't live together right away yet. Um, and then we lived together for about maybe seven ish, eight months before his first deployment, which was, I think maybe 13 to 14 months. Then he'd come home for a year, um, and then he would get deployed again for another year. Um, and then he came home. So he basically, he got deployed twice, um, and then finally got out a couple months after his first deployment. And then so after you guys got out, you went back to where you guys lived. Right, we went back home. Even back home. And then, um, so how was it with like friends whenever you guys went back? Cause I mean, it's a huge thing. Everybody deals with PTSD. If you know it or if you don't, basically what you go through in Afghanistan, Iraq, whatever, um, deployments you're on, it's huge. Even if you don't see it until years later, that's just kind of where we are. Mm -hmm. And so did you notice like a difference between before deployment one, before deployment two, and then after you guys got back? Yeah, definitely. I would say that before deployment one, um, there was a huge change. Um, and I think that, you know, now, now I, and, and, you know, have you guys are doing this podcast and, and bringing more awareness to 
what PTSD is. Um, and obviously back then I had no idea what that really was, um, what it meant. Um, I just knew that there was something different, um, a disconnect, yeah. um, which I took more as, um, I, I, there was a lot of times where I felt rejected. Um, and I didn't really understand what was going on. Which I feel like it's such a common thing for sure. Um, we had, I know, so after Josh got out and we were in, we lived in Columbia for about six months, but whenever, like every weekend he wanted to come home, raging alcoholic, like that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to come down to the lake. He wanted to party. Like that was just his thing. And there were so many times that she was like this like why are you staying oh sure like, everybody says that yeah yeah like just why um see I think he got to get out of his system because he we he wasn't Randy. you're talking about Randy, Randy. Yeah. like he didn't have responsibilities yet he came home went straight to college fraternity life mm-hmm. like he so the signs were so much later right because he could just numb it if that makes sense yeah. It wasn't until he was stuck with someone <laughs> and having to deal with it and life slowed down. It's kind of like a bear trapped in a corner. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You did don't have do, just that party in. And... Did he do the college thing after his yes. deployments? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like right after. Oh. So it was very, it was, it was okay because he was in routine. So he still was doing something every day, but like the partying huge and he was much older. So I mean, not much older. I shouldn't say that. Um, but yeah, so the, the signs were harder to see Mm -hmm. because it was just kind of all of a sudden he was thrown with me and it just changed his world. He was done with college. And you guys got pregnant pretty fast or were you guys? No, no, no. We've been together for years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. We were later in life people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you didn't start at 21 like I did. That's so weird. No. Um, and so we made kind of like a list just to kind of keep the format the same and just so we kind of want to know about like everybody's situation because um so we're both still married um our last guest was um divorced from one marine and married to another marine um and so now you're divorced from um the army so we just kind of had like a little format that we like to keep but um so our question is like is it normal for ptsd to impact the whole family like, was it impacting more than just yourself? Yeah. Looking back, because I'm sure at the time you're like, right. you had no yeah, idea. Yeah, totally hindsight situation, right? Yeah, yeah I was just telling Chantel that um, actually I was in training for work one day and we had already been, um, I, I, I can't remember if our divorce was finalized or we were kind of going, I had already filed for divorce, but um, it was a mental health training and the part came up about PTSD and it's like I just kind of had that like aha moment and it was just kind of, like I was just flooded with emotions in that it just everything made sense you know the withdrawing the you know I took a lot of things as either you know he was being lazy or he wasn't motivated he didn't have energy I felt like maybe I was the problem or there was a disconnect between us but it just everything little by little started making sense like I know I pushed for him to get out because I just didn't want that lifestyle anymore of him being gone for a year, then him coming back, him being gone for a year, then coming back. Essentially, it was like I was married but felt alone. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to cope with that. Um, and and when he got out, I think, you know, he didn't know 
in the military he had purpose he was a leader he was someone people looked up to he was he he had purpose and he was good at what he did Mm -hmm. um and I I didn't understand that aspect of him getting out and now he's getting out to a completely different world from when he joined the military you know things change um in the civilian world um there was no structure it was kind of like well what do I do now you know and and I didn't understand those things back then like I see it now but I definitely think that that played a role in in our relationship and just maybe maybe the the distance or the disconnect between us and 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 definitely a lack of of communication and and really understanding each other yeah um and also I'm sure it was like a honeymoon situation too that you thought that like oh when we get out like it's gonna go back to the way it was (laughs) Like, you are totally, like, you're going to be full of energy again. You're going to be full of life again. You're going to want to do this. You want to do that. And you're not just going to be tired from working a 14-hour day. But in reality, literally not the case, not the situation. Yeah. So that has to be hard, too. I think that you hit a huge one with not only just PTSD, but that when they get out, some of them don't have their purpose anymore. Mm -hmm. Especially when they had, like, such an important job. And then they get out here and they're like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think it's so hard for them to relate, and then it just piles on top of it. I think that is so true. Um, and, I mean, we literally cannot stress this enough that, like, getting professional help is literally one of the biggest advantages, I think, of how you end up coping. Like, us, we took, let's see, Josh got out in 09, and it, so it took him about two or three years to even like get the help that he needed Mm -hmm. or that we needed or the family needed. Um, and then one of the things, I don't know if you had heard the podcast where I had talked about it and Evie didn't know about it whenever I had messaged her. Um, but have you ever heard of secondhand PTSD? Oh, I did hear you talk about that, which is like secondary trauma. Right. So basically, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he has a PTSD, but it affects me. Like I took on his symptoms and I took all of that on. Do you think that's maybe something that you had, um, suffered from in the beginning or like, cause you had seen him be sad or depressed or whatever. And then you kind of just maybe took on those traits as well. Yeah. I think I, I didn't, I don't know. I, it, maybe I think for me, um, it wasn't maybe that I couldn't sleep or had anxiety or like maybe things that you would think of as far as symptoms. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I just responded differently to his reaction. And so instead of maybe being compassionate or understanding, I think I took it more as maybe I got offended or again, like I said, I felt rejected or yeah. I felt, um, just a complete disconnect. Like we weren't on the same page. Um, and and I didn't feel like something was off. And I think I just, I felt like I was walking on eggshells for a long time. Yes. So I think I just learned how to suppress my feelings. And I just kind of maybe in a sense became a little bit withdrawn as well. Um, we feel, I mean, I know I do. And I'm pretty sure you do too. I think we've talked about it. Like there are times that we still walk on eggshells yes. a lot. Um, so do you still feel like, even though you're divorced, do you still feel like you walk on eggshells? I definitely felt that for the longest time yes absolutely I think that you know you I've don't seen... want to say the wrong thing you don't want to do the wrong thing oh yeah absolutely just that fear like that fear of upsetting him or that fear of yeah saying maybe the wrong thing or I think for me was like not knowing what version I was gonna get was I gonna get a closed off version of him was I gonna get a talkative friendly version of him 
um, I just really never knew what I was gonna get I would say now it's it's more consistent and I think that he's I've seen I've seen we're not together so we don't share anything anymore so I don't know where he's at with his progress but I have seen a big change in him and and I don't know if maybe now that he he has purpose and he has a career and you know um, things like that but but yeah definitely and you guys share a child and so he's an awesome dad and he's still Absolutely. able to gosh just hearing you say that like even now I feel like I've I'm on my game with this and I, I kind of know what I'm doing and then just you saying that I was like oh you just put into words what I couldn't for a while like I don't know what version I'm getting right. um, and to this day because it was so bad for so long before he got help like it could be a bad phone call well back in the day that could have led to like just verbal garbage to me and or it could have been someone that was like uh, on a high as far as feeling so he would be able to talk about it like I never know so to this day I still get that nervous feeling like oh crud which which one am I getting yeah it's still there I think it's hard because I think um Randy does a really good job like pretty much like what you see is what you get yes I mean I know sometimes like he might be a little bit different like at home than he is in public but like Josh is like very good when he's in public, like, everybody's like, oh, he's so amazing. And I'm like, but well, he's a garbage person. I get that, Like, too. I don't know <laughs> what you think, but not now, but, like, before. Like, he was a garbage person, and I hated his face. Yeah. On special days. Yeah. Um, but another thing, too, um, so, and kind of, like, what I'm collecting and what I know personally. Um, so, like, you very much, like, if your spouse has PTSD, like, you have to adapt. And it mm -hmm. kind of seems like that's something that you guys weren't able to do. Like, you guys weren't able to hold on to. Well, I think when someone doesn't even admit that they're ha struggling, I yes. think, and that's with anything, not even PTSD. I mean, that's just any other symptom or any any issue that we have. We all, we all struggle with different areas in our mm -hmm. life. And in particular, in this situation, I mean, when you have someone that, that doesn't want to seek help, doesn't want medication, doesn't doesn't want to, to get those services, um... It, it makes it very difficult and we are speaking of before like when you guys were married oh, sure. like that is not the same Correct. situation as it is right now so disclaimer um but do you feel like back in the day if you would have had like Chantel and I in next door in a group you would have been like okay I could have got through some of this mm -hmm. because I wouldn't have been so alone or feel like I'm in a crazy house and no one else is in it or somebody just to help talk to him even if not yeah. just you I think definitely and I think Again, like I tell Chantel, you know, if I knew then what I know now, I, I do wonder and I ask myself that and I and I hear both of you and, and what you guys go through and I tell Chantel, like I really admire both of you um, for having like put up the fight and, and just being consistent and showing up for your husbands because I, I do feel a little bit of guilt and feeling like, you know, maybe I didn't show up for him, maybe I didn't support him, um, maybe I gave up too easily. Um, but we're able to do this because they got the help. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have done it. Right. Yeah. I, I think she's saying, like, maybe if she would have held on a little bit longer, like, maybe. maybe she was able to. I think just the way that I dealt with it didn't help the situation. Right. right. And so that created more problems for our marriage. And I think that ultimately, you know, that's what led to, to us getting a divorce. Um, but I think that, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't aggressive. He wasn't violent. He wasn't disrespectful I think it, it was more of him being withdrawn yeah um, mm -hmm. him be, being withdrawn not wanting to talk about what he was going through like I I honestly didn't really even, I didn't know what he was going through I didn't I still don't know everything right. he went through and lived through and and how that affected him all I knew was 
that he went on a deployment. I can only imagine what maybe he saw or experienced, but he never, ever opened up to me about what he went through. The only time that I hear, I'm not sure how Randy is, but the only time that I really hear stories is whenever Josh is like with his dudes. Like when he gets back with the guys that he was deployed with, then they talk about like stories and they talk about um, things that they did and missions and stuff. And that's really the only time that like I know anything and mm-hmm. I'm just like eavesdropping because I'm super <laughs> good at it. Um, so I'm thinking like, oh shoot, like I did not know that. Like I didn't know that part. Like I don't, but maybe I remember you talking about that, but definitely not that part. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and I think the more that he gets open also, and the more he talks about it with like his military friends, because it's not the same talking about it with somebody who is not in the military. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't have like, um, oh, I hate saying that word. What's that word? Cause I just can't pronounce it. Com- comrades. Yeah. Com- yeah. Um, so like he needs that, like that's just camaraderie. camaraderie. Yeah. That's the word I can't say. Yeah, he, so he just true. needs that. Yeah. And it's different talking to non-military to militaries and then from military to the guys that he actually were, was deployed with. Mm-hmm. Like it's totally different things. I a hundred percent agree with that. Cause yeah. like his bestie, they were on every, oh, I said it. <laughs> uh, they were on every deployment and everything together. So they are really tight. So I can only right. imagine what they tell each other compared to just like the military guys he hangs out with mm-hmm. and then me. Right. <laughs> Chop liver. I, I know a few things, but no, it's not an open book. Right. Yeah. Um, so I guess like the title of our podcast, what we're going to is, um, if you knew now what, wait, no, if you knew then what you know now, do you think in hindsight, do you think it's something that you guys would have been able to get through or if you had, or no, it just would have helped. If it would have helped. helped. Yeah. If it would have helped or if you would have had resources, do you wish that you would have, you know, seeked like with me, like I literally told Josh's doctor, fix him or he's your problem like I don't know what to tell you so do you wish that you would have reached out more or knew more people that had dealt with that because it's not even like you could have talked to me at that time because I wouldn't have been like I was just going through it as well yeah I think definitely if I knew then what I know now I think that it, it definitely would have helped would the end result be the same right. or not I would hope not. I would and maybe hope, healthier at least. Right. I would hope that maybe if we would have come to the conclusion that we weren't a good fit, then maybe that would have been the case. But I think that I definitely hold on to that. That if I if I knew then what I know now, at least I think I could have maybe helped him. Um, maybe we could have gotten further along in our marriage. Um, I definitely think that, yes, it, it would have helped. Um, at the end of the day, he still needed to have accepted either the help right but at least I would have maybe known not to take it personal not or to, what not direction to plan right. as well yeah yeah so yeah that's the whole reason for the podcast is so that all of us out here that are experiencing it just aren't hopefully alone like hopefully the voices you're just realize that you're not alone so if you have any questions or ideas for a podcast for us, um, please, we have an email. It's married to PTSD at gmail.com. And <laughs> we will totally take your suggestions or try to answer any questions that you have. But um, Or just reach out to us. Yeah, reach and out to us. We've had many of you guys message us personally. And so if there's something that you guys want us to talk about also or answer any questions, just let us know. All right. Well, so until the next podcast. We'll see you next time. Yes. Bye.